the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, it's meeting time, and today I have with me a powerful Christian woman that I've known for decades, and her name is Angela B. And she's with us today to share her journey from the darkness of addiction, finding hope, help, and ongoing recovery rooted in these 12 steps to recovery and support from like-minded people that we find in our recovery meetings. Angela, welcome, dear. Hi, Terry. How are you today? Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so grateful that you're here. Me too. Listen, you and I can relate to this. There's people out there today, they're feeling helpless and hopeless, right? Yes. Well, if anyone can give these people a hope shot, it's you. So... Let's start from the beginning of how you got ensnared in this demonic disease of addiction and you now live in the freedom of recovery and healing. Well, Terry, I started using drugs and alcohol at the age of 13 and at the time it was fairly innocent. You know, we were kids hanging out and uh, just trying to have fun, right? But uh, little did I know my journey was going to go somewhere else. Um, By the age of 16, I was in my first rehab for alcoholism, and I didn't think I was an alcoholic. Um, Pretty much everybody I partied with drank the same way I did, Um, so I didn't feel like I specifically needed to be there. But after being there and, and listening and getting honest, by the time, you know, I was ready to go, I was convinced. So at first... You were not thinking you needed to be there. And we call that what? Denial. Denial. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was young. You know what I mean? I'm 16. How can I possibly be an alcoholic? And we all have those ideas of what an alcoholic looks like, right? And it wasn't this 16-year-old little girl, right, that uh, just loved to party. So, uh, long story short, I did... Uh, complete that program and I remained sober for a year after that. I, I remember going to my junior prom clean and sober. Beautiful. Unlike, unlike many others. No doubt. Um, but yeah, I was, I was convinced and, and I believed what they told me that if I continued, it would get worse. And worse it gets. Oh, goodness gracious. It sure does. Um, so yeah, but once I, Here's the funny thing, how tricky it is, right? I got that year medallion and I said, see, I can't possibly be an alcoholic and went right back to drinking and drugging and partying. Wow. Yeah. After a year. Because we think we're better. We're fixed. Is that it? um, You know, I think it's about immaturity for one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But not believing that it was a continuous long-lasting rest of my life type thing that i had to address a disease a disease exactly 
exactly. So unfortunately, yeah, it is. And um, my disease progressed and worse and worse it got. I tried everything um, under the sun imaginable to quit. I, I tried a ge- geographical cure. Um, I tried medicines, religion, psychiatry, like they say in our literature. Um, I tried marriage. And that didn't work. Then I tried divorce. And that and didn't that- didn't work right that right it seemed to work oh well. my goodness well you know i had this idea since i came from a broken home terry i i believed in my heart of hearts that if i had a family a loving home i wouldn't want to do that anymore i wouldn't need to stay at bars i wouldn't need to get drunk i wouldn't need to run the streets and do drugs but that wasn't the real issue right it wasn't it isn't the issue right it's right. not their fault. It's our uh, fault. So that's me blaming the environment. Right. Right? I blamed where I grew up. I blamed the people I hung out with. I, it was always somebody else made me do it, or I'm this way because, right? I couldn't take personal responsibility for my own behavior. We call that the blame game. Mm. I speak on that all the time. It kept me sick for a long time, Terry. It keeps a lot of people sick for a long time. Right. Right, because my father wasn't, um, I should say my dad. My dad wasn't the best dad, right? He was an addict, and and there was a lot of things that were going on at home that I had plenty of excuse, right, to rip and run and escape and abuse drugs and alcohol. But uh, I remember at 30 years old being in another rehab and sitting there, and again, those tapes were playing, if my dad hadn't done this, if he hadn't done that. And I clearly heard God say, who's doing the pain? Wow. Wow. Back up one minute. Sure. So you, you, you got one year of sobriety at the age of what? 16. And then you relapsed. Yes. Until the age of 30. Oh, I was in and out and in and out. I can't even tell you how many different places because I truly believed that 12 step was the answer. They they knew what they were talking about. Amen. So I kept returning. Right. Uh, So, yeah, it was that keep coming back, keep trying, keep plugging away, you know, because I didn't want to just accept that that was my demise. That that's how it was going to go. You and I, we parallel along this relapse, keep coming back. Because we've known each other for many years. Yes. And we know each other's story. And I've often shared, I was the relapse king, hmm. but I never quit coming back. And neither did you. Amen. Amen. Um, so, right, age 30, I'm the one doing the pain, right? So I had to really take a look at that. And unfortunately, I can't say that that was it for me, right? But it was just that gathering of information right um so i did go back out and at one point i thought well i didn't try long-term recovery yet right i had done the short-term stuff the detox 30-day rehab so on and so forth but i never tried anything long-term so here we go i'm gonna try another way and uh unfortunately that didn't work either terry i believed a lot of lies back then and the disease talks just like any other voice that I hear. And one of the biggest lies I heard and listened to and believed was just one more time. Satan is cunning and powerful. 
and Satan lies to us. Right. And I believed them. I believed them because I didn't know truth. You know, and I remember that being a thought when I was ready, really ready to surrender to whatever recovery looked like. I couldn't tell you what truth was if you hit me with a two by four. I was desperate for truth. I was lost and scared and had no idea how to have a happy, joyful life. So um, I was 34 years old. This is 2004. And something happened, and I can't tell you exactly what it was, but um, I was, I I called somebody and asked for help because I continued to have those contacts, right? And I have to send a shout out to those who continue to have their hand out for us, right? Even after we've messed up time and time again. And that's what you're doing today. Amen. That's what this whole meeting is about, is to help those. Give them a shout out, a hope shot that you're doing today because they don't think they can do what you and I have done. That's Satan too. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, I I too at the end was convinced that I couldn't. So I'm walking up the steps of Western Psych again and I'm saying in my own head, what am I missing, right? I, I'm working the 12 steps. I get a sponsor. I go to meetings. I, I do the best I can, but it's not sticking. What, what am I missing? And I clearly, again, heard God's voice. Amen. And he said, it's me. Wow. That changed my world, Terry. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again. God told me what I was missing was him. Amen. And from that day... I just powered towards him. I want to know who you are. I want to know what I can expect of you. And I want to know what you expect of me. And that was the beginning of an amazing road. Well, let's start that road. How did you feel him, find him, compared to when Satan was lying to you? I think just that quiet ask for help. You know, that total surrender of, I just have nothing left. And he put people in my path that were absolutely amazing, uh, beyond my understanding how he continued to give me what I needed when I put myself in position to receive. So I'm not going to get it on my couch, right? I'm not going to get it. In my own head. If it were there, I'd have done it a long time ago. So I've learned to put myself in position to receive. So I show up at church. I show up at meetings. I show up when someone says there's something going on. And I know that God knows what I need. And I just remain open to that. What's that saying we have in recovery? I can't. He can. And we're going to? I think I'll let him. I think I'll let him. Yes. So it was an amazing journey. So I was at Western Psych for about a week, and and they usually ask you, so where do you want to go, right? Because I've done this before. And I said, frankly, and I wouldn't suggest this to anybody, but I said, frankly, I need to learn how to do this in my daily life. I'm going to go home, right? Because I had all those years of knowledge and, right, all this stuff in my head. It needed to be practiced, You know, in reality, day-to-day, facing life on life's terms. 
game time. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll tell you, it wasn't easy. Shortly after I got home, exactly nine days after I got clean and sober in 2004, my father died. And that was confusing and devastating. And I didn't know how I was feeling. And I needed some help walking through all that pain. And this is where I say like therapy is one of my greatest resources. I go to take care of me. And that comes to reminds me God showed me and told me and I still believe my greatest treasure that I'll ever own any of us will ever own is our heart. Amen. And he tells me guard your heart. Take care of your heart. Be aware of what's going on in your heart because that's where it begins and ends. Oh, that's so powerful. Thank you. Say that again. Right. The greatest treasure we will ever own. It's not the big house. It's not the fancy car. It's not the diamond rings. It's our heart. So he started teaching me. Right. And I would open up the word. I had no idea what I was doing. So I put myself in places where they did. Right. I started going to a place every Tuesday night. I did that for five years where I was taught. I was treated gently and kindly and just served in so many ways um, because they had a heart for people that needed recovery. And you were one of them. Well, God put them in my path, right? And I believe when, when we're ready and our eyes are open, it's all right there. Everything we need is right in front of us. Angela, we're running out of time. I understand. And as you just said, there's a lot more in front of us. Yes. As you were sharing, my heart, my mind was going out to those today filled with obsession and compulsion that feel they cannot get this. Mm -hmm. Would you come back next week? Let's talk about obsession and compulsion and how God relieved that from you Mm -hmm. and how these 12 steps are working in your life. Would you please come back next week? I'd be honored, Terry. Did you want to say any? I do. I have have something I want to share to anyone who's out there. Um, God's word has plenty of promises for his children. And the one I want you to hear today is from Matthew 7 and Luke 11. It says, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. God is not hard to find. He's right there. He wants you to find him. Give yourself a break today. Amen. Thanks, Terry. Thank you, darling. Folks, you need to come back and join us next week. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun, and we're going to have some recovery time. That's right. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.